actually didn't realize this, but uh, Pastor John up at uh, Alanson Community Church, did you know you can go to Amazon and ask, what do you give a two-year-old for Christmas? You can actually ask a question, and it gives you suggestions, okay? Uh, I think we have uh, some suggestions here. Uh, uh, you can you can give a bubble lawnmower. I thought that was pretty good uh, in the winter here. <laughs> uh, magnetic drawing doodle board, uh, or this was my favorite. We might even steal it, right, D? A indoor mini trampoline. Doesn't that sound fun, Myron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get ourselves one. Uh, so anyway. That, that is what they would suggest, uh, but they don't suggest, what do you give a two-year-old king? What, what do you give a two-year-old king for Christmas? So today we're looking at uh, folks who traveled hundreds of miles, maybe as much as a thousand miles. They risked their lives. There were bandits. There were armies. They even dared to go talk to King Herod. Um, took months. This isn't like a, you can hop on a plane, Nick, and be in Florida tomorrow. This is months and months of travel, risking their lives. So, here's the question. What do you give a king for Christmas? Little little frog in my throat. They've arrived at the house, and now at the house, they finally find Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus, who's now a child. Probably they're waiting there, giving Mary and and Jesus time to grow up and get some strength. What do you give the king of the universe for Christmas? Would you locate with me in your Bibles, Matthew chapter 2? Matthew chapter 2. Uh, wise men from the east find Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in a house. They're no longer in the cave, and they bring gifts to their king. If you're able, would you stand with me? Let's read out loud verses 10 to 12, Matthew chapter 2. Here we go. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They, and they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. Let's pray. Lord, uh, would you help us to understand the significance of those gifts we're going to talk about today? And Lord, uh, help us to understand why they gave these strange gifts. And Lord, would you uh, help us to understand how that relates to us today, 2023, here in your church at Wallowing Lake. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome your spirit to come take charge of our hearts, our minds, and our wills. And Lord, would you help us to bring the gifts that you would desire from us? Because you're still looking for us to bring gifts to you, especially this time of year. 
And all the church family gathered at Wallow Lake said with one joyous voice, you can be seated. I love what it says, verse 10. Talked about this last Sunday. It says, uh, they saw Jesus and they were overwhelmed with joy. They, They were overwhelmed. Literally in the Greek, it means mega joy. They, they were overwhelmed with mega joy when they finally found the king of the Jews. And then, I especially like this, and then it says, and they bowed down and they worshipped the king. You actually got on your knees and worshipped the king. Did you know he still likes that today when we get on our knees? If you're able. I know not everybody I finally understand you can't always do that. But if you're able, he really loves it when we bow down, Scott, and worship him. Okay? So, the wise men brought gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, Is there any significance to these gifts? Is there any meaning behind these gifts? We're going to start in order. They start with gold. We'll start with gold as well. And just in case you're wondering, that's not real gold. Okay? Yeah. So, uh, but it it represents gold. Um, Gold is a precious metal uh, currently selling almost $2,000 an ounce. So that would be... Lots of thousands of dollars, Jimmy. Uh, it's made into all types of jewelry. I've got uh, my wedding ring from my bride made of gold. Gold is stamped into coins used as money. I didn't know this, but a lot of your electronic devices have gold in them. It really conducts electricity really well, gold does. And gold was shaped into crowns for kings and queens to wear. Gold, very valuable commodity, and it always has been. Matter of fact, in the Old Testament, Exodus 25, verses 10 to 17, tells us the Ark of the Covenant that was in the tabernacle and later in the temple was covered with gold. The Ark of the Covenant was covered with this precious metal. Genesis 13.2, Ecclesiastes 2.8 tell us accumulating gold was one of the chief measures of whether you were wealthy or not. Gold in biblical days represented wealth. Okay? And gold had royal implications. Okay? It was an appropriate gift To give to a king, gold was precious, costly. 1 Kings chapter 10, the queen of Sheba, when she came to visit Solomon, it says she came and she brought a great amount of gold to give as a gift to King Solomon. Bringing the gift of gold, listen with me, the wise men were showing They considered Jesus as a king, as their king. Matthew chapter 2, 
The wise men tell us what they thought of Jesus. When they come into Herod, remember what they said? Where is the newborn king of the Jews? They considered Jesus the king. Revelation 19, verse 16, written on Jesus' thigh, it says this, Jesus says, King of kings, Lord of lords. So that's who Jesus is. He's the King of kings, and He's the Lord of lords. How many of you know the Christmas carol, We Three Kings? Can I see your hands? How many of you heard of it? Okay, we're going to, I think, put, put that up there if you've got the words. Okay, want to sing with me? If you don't, you don't have to, okay? I'm going to give it a go, okay? This is stanza two. I didn't even realize this was in it. I only know the first verse. It says, Born a king in Bethlehem's plain, gold I bring to crown him again, king forever, ceasing never, over us all to reign. Anyway, we did what we could, right, Scott? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, gold is a gift given when you understand Jesus is the king. So, track with me this little child that they just found in a modest house was literally the king of kings and the lord of lords. He was the child who now has been sent from heaven. Incredible. Born in a barn, tracking with me? Jesus was born in a barn, placed in a feeding trough to peasant parents, and now the kingmakers have arrived, journeying afar to give the gift of gold to their king. (laughs) What a story, is it not? You think about it, you go, wow, that is is a story. And now Joseph and Mary are told in a dream, Herod is really jealous, doesn't want anybody to be the king of the Jews, but Herod, he's going to come and try to kill the baby king, so you better get out of town. So they flee to Egypt, and guess what they have to live on? Do you understand? The Lord even supplied the money that they were going to need through the gold that the wise men brought. So now they were going to be just fine while they're waiting for Herod to die for the coast to clear so they could return to Nazareth, go back home. Here's my question. When it comes to your gold, how freely do you give your gold to Jesus? Think about it. The the wise men traveled far, cost them an amazing amount of money, risked everything, and they brought the best they had to give to Jesus. When's the last time you gave to Jesus and his kingdom and his church something that was sacrificial? I'm telling you, they, they brought the best gift they had. Will you be wise? Are are you willing to share your gold with King Jesus? 
I think he's still looking for it. So the wise men brought the gift of gold. That was their first gift. The second gift they brought, it says, was the gift of frankincense. Verse 11, they brought the gift of gold and they brought the gift of frankincense. This is uh, frankincense-infused incense, right? Okay. I'm, I'm giving you guys a gift by not burning it today uh, for a whole number of reasons. I gave some thought. Should I light it right now? Nah. What if the water system doesn't like it? And the, we, don't, we don't need a water damage here today. Uh, and we don't need somebody having an allergic reaction. But I'm telling you, it smells really good. The frankincense, uh, this, this is good smelling stuff. This was the aroma that you would smell in the temple. Frankincense was the smell that you, you would smell. They opened their treasure chest and they present to Jesus, I'm not sure if it was in incense form, more likely they uncorked a bottle and had uh, a bottle of frankincense and I'm sure now they're smelling the smell of the temple. Okay? So, why would they bring the temple, the smell of the temple, to the baby Jesus? Exodus 30, 34 says, Frankincense is used in the sanctuary of the Lord. Frankincense is also mentioned in Leviticus 2.1, Leviticus 2.16, Leviticus 6.16, Leviticus 24, verse 7. Okay? It was used by the priests to worship Jehovah God. Frankincense was burned as an offering to the Lord. That, that's what the significance here. Frankincense... Uh, is what you would smell when you went into the temple. And Mary and Joseph, who went and dedicated Jesus in the temple eight days, they would remember the smell. Frankincense smelled like Jerusalem. Okay, They'd go up to Jerusalem for the festivals and the feasts and the holidays. And when they went, this was the primary smell smelled like like the temple and i don't know if you know this but your nose smelling is one of the strongest senses it brings back memories quicker than any of our other senses so say they would have caught it yeah that smells just like the temple and now in their humble home track with me they're smelling the smell of the temple it was a reminder, God with skin on has now come into our home. Before, we had to go to the temple to be with the Shekinah glory of the Lord. But now, God with skin on has been born and is living in our very home. The incense was always a praise and a thanksgiving offering. Now, let me give you a little history about frankincense it comes from the Basuela tree that's one of them okay found only in the desert of the Middle East 
the white resin or gum of the tree is obtained by slitting the bark of the tree and allowing the sap to flow out. A little bit like how we get maple syrup, okay? Frankincense was used as medicine and perfume, but in the Bible, primarily frankincense is lit and burned in the temple. A sweet savor to the Lord. Just as God met his people in the temple, frankincense reminds us, guess what? The Father has sent his Son, the second person of the Trinity, and now he's been born and he's with us. God with skin, the King of kings and the Lord of lords has arrived. 1 Timothy 2, verses 5 and 6. Here's what it says about Jesus, our great high priest. For there is one God, one mediator, who can reconcile God and humanity, the man Christ Jesus. Verse 6. For Jesus gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. Frankincense represents worship. Frankincense is reminding us we are to worship the Lord our God. So, so here's my question. Is your daily life filled with worship and adoration of King Jesus? Or is your worship mostly confined, confined to just 90 minutes here at church? Do you understand? All week long... We should be worshiping King Jesus. Frankincense produced by a wound in the tree. One of the reasons this was an appropriate gift was for Jesus was he was wounded and he died on a tree for our sin. You understand, right? The cross. Jesus was wounded on and died on a tree for you and me. And that's how they produced frankincense. Paul explained Jesus offering his life for us. Here's what it says. Ephesians 5.2 Live a life filled with love following the example of Christ. He loved us and he offered himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. Here's my challenge. Open your eyes. Let's follow the example of Christ. Let's offer our lives as living sacrifices. Romans 12.1 When we offer our lives daily, here I am, Jesus, use me today as a living sacrifice. Do you understand? That's a pleasing aroma to the Father. Just like frankincense. Where we can offer our lives to Jesus. Lord, come use me today. That's a pleasing aroma just as they burned the frankincense in the temple. So, wise men came. They offered the gift of gold to Jesus and his parents, remembering you're king of kings. You're, you're not just a child. You're the king of kings and lord of lords. Secondly, they brought the gift of frankincense, reminding Reminding Mary and Joseph, uh, maybe even the boy, you are God with skin on. 
And you are a sweet-smelling sacrifice. What we're bringing to you, this frankincense, reminds us the aroma of the temple. Third, says verse 11, they brought gifts of gold, frankincense. What's the last gift? Myrrh. Um, This green is uh, incense infused with myrrh. Um, I won't lie, this doesn't smell very good, <laughs> at least to this nose, maybe to some of you. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a musty smell to it. Um, myrrh, uh, the gift of myrrh, myrrh in Jesus' time, track with me, was primarily used to embalm the dead. Okay? Odd, if you think about it, okay? Who brings embalming fluid to a baby shower? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So glad you had a baby. Here's some embalming fluid. Um, But in their wisdom, the wise men knew Jesus was born to die. They knew already Jesus You came to earth to die for the sins of the world. That's what that gift was signifying. Myrrh was connected with death and mourning. And in giving myrrh to Jesus and to his parents, track with me, they're looking forward to the fact Jesus was going to live a sinless life, but then he was going to be put on a Roman cross And he was going to die for the sins of even the wise men. He was going to die for the sins of his earthly mother and father, Joseph and Mary. He was was looking forward to death on the cross. Two other times myrrh is mentioned I'd like to talk about. Mark chapter 15, verses 22 and 23, on the cross... They tried to give Jesus wine mixed with myrrh, but he didn't take it. I guess it would dull the pain. But interestingly, in John 19, verses 38 to 40, Joseph of Amarathea, who was the one who donated the cave, the burial site for Jesus, and Nicodemus, They go and claim the body of Jesus and they put it in the tomb and they cover the body of Jesus with 100 pounds of aloe and myrrh. They cover the the body of Jesus with myrrh and then they wrapped him in linen, the body in linen. Jesus came to earth for one express purpose. Jesus came to earth, born in Bethlehem, that he might die on the cross to pay our penalty for our sin. That's why he was born. And myrrh was given to Jesus by the wise men to point out, Jesus, yes, you are king. Yes, you are our great high priest. But you also, most importantly, are Savior. Okay? That was true back then. 
that's still true in 2023. Jesus, you are our Savior. You are our Lord. That's why we give you myrrh. Because you are the one who died for us. Shed your blood for our sin problem. Gold, frankincense, myrrh, the three gifts of the wise men. Expensive, costly, I would argue full of meaning and significance. So here's my question. What does Jesus want from us today? What is it, 2023, what is Jesus looking for from you and me? What should we give the King of Kings for Christmas? What can we present the newborn King? First, we can be generous with our gold. Follow the lead of the wise men. Be willing to give a gift worthy of the king that, that's royal in its, in its implications. Did you know every penny you've ever received, every penny you've ever earned is a gift from God above? Every perfect gift comes from above. So it's not like you're, you're giving something that you earn. No, no. The Lord gave you the strength, the ability, the wisdom. When we give back, we're giving back something He's already given to us. Second, will we, like the frankincense, will we make our lives a living sacrifice offered to Jesus? Our frankincense, our lives burning with the aroma of Jesus. Everywhere we go this next week, people should sniff. They should smell King Jesus in us. Think about it. They should go, that's not Henry. He smells, he smells like frankincense. He's, he's got the aroma of Jesus to him. Third, we can offer Jesus our lives knowing he died for you and me. Jesus was buried with myrrh. A hundred pounds of aloe and myrrh was laid on him in that tomb. And, and I got good news. Guess what? He didn't stay dead. Early Sunday morning, what happened? What happened early Sunday morning? Tell me. You rose victoriously defeated sin and Satan and death. He did that for me. He did that for you. Jesus came to earth to seek and to save the lost. Luke 19.10. That's Jesus' mission statement. Jesus came to seek and to save lost Jeff and lost Chad and lost Henry and lost Denise and lost Jose. We could just keep going on. Every Jesus came to seek and to save us. There's no Christmas without Jesus Christ. You understand that, right? No celebrating, real celebrating without a Savior. Genuine Christmas is inviting Jesus to rule and reign in our lives. Here's what I know. Wise men, wise women still seek Jesus today, okay?
find him. Find him today. And I'm telling you, fall on your knees and worship him. Let's pray. Lord, uh, like those wise men, we want to fall down and we want to worship you right now with our heart, with our soul, with our mind, with our will. And thank you, Lord, for uh, making yourself clear to those wise men 2,000 years ago. Thank you that they risked everything to seek you out. Would you help us to risk everything to serve you, to love you? And Lord, uh, like the wise men gave good gifts, Lord, would you help us to give good gifts? <laughs> would you help us be willing to be generous with our gold? Lord, would you help us to offer our bodies, our minds, our wills as living sacrifices? And Lord, uh, thank you. We praise you for being born to die. Thank you for coming to earth to seek to save the lost. Lord, like everybody here, like those watching online right now, help us, Lord, not to lose the focus of what Christmas is all about. Would you be willing right now, Christmas 2023, to invite Jesus to come and rule and reign in your life right now? Jesus, come. You take charge. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to bow down and worship you. Just like those wise men. And I want to give you the facts. Here, here's the facts of Christmas. Key foundational facts. Jesus left the glory and the splendor of heaven. He did that for you. He did that for me. Jesus took on a human body, born in a Bethlehem barn. Jesus lived a sinless life. He never sinned, thought, word, or deed. Therefore, only Jesus qualifies to be the sinless sacrifice, to die for the sins of you and me. Jesus shed his blood on that cross to wash and cleanse and purify our sin. Early Sunday morning, victoriously he rose from the dead. And right now, he's alive and he's knocking. Will you accept the facts by faith? Jesus, I believe. And will you welcome him in? Will you receive him into your life as Savior and Lord? That's the best gift you can give Jesus this Christmas. I receive you into my life, Jesus. Come take charge. you're watching online, would you hit that prayer button? We'd love to have a personal, private chat with you. If you're here today in person, make your way to the prayer corner. We'd like to celebrate with you today.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being God with skin on. Thank you for being King of kings, Lord of lords. And thank you for the cross and the empty tomb. We have a lot to celebrate. We celebrate you today. It's in Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen.